Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Inside the Gamecocks, the show. <laughs> J.C. Sherbert. Phil Mullinax uh, here with you on a high energy Thursday. I'm sure uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion today, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, about, yet another day we find ourselves with absolutely nothing to talk about. Yeah, the topic du jour. Uh, news last night, uh, strong indications that uh, South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer has targeted uh, Dole Loggins, uh, a tight ends coach from Arkansas. Um, uh, he's not just the tight ends coach at Arkansas. You know, he's, he's got a long history in the national football league. He's been the offensive coordinator for four different franchises. Coached 10 years up there, uh, was the coordinator for the Titans, the bears, uh, the dolphins and the New York jets. Uh, not, 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 not the strongest franchises, right? <laughs> I would, I would say, um, you know, and certainly not, uh, uh, I, I I would like for people to keep that in perspective. Uh, you know, when you kind of judge the resume, it's, it's not that strong, but he, he did work in a lot of places. Uh, this was a name I heard a long time ago, uh, just kind of kicking it around with folks. Uh, he is, I, I will say this, uh, as upset as some fans are uh, out there about it. Uh, and, and look, I, I'm kind of taking, I'm, I'm a bit surprised by this and I've, uh, uh, I'll get into, you know, my personal opinion about it as we move on. But, um, you know, I, I'll say there's a stark contrast between the feeling in the, in the building about this guy. And, and, and these are from folks that, uh, were not sad to see the, the, the former guy go. Um, and, you know, I know those of you on the big spur automatically are sitting there thinking Justin step and making the Arkansas connection. I, I can tell you, I didn't, that didn't come from that end of things at all. Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, so I, 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 this was not a Justin step pushing his guy from Arkansas thing. This guy, uh, knows a lot of the staff he's visited with the Carolina staff in the off season, uh, a couple of times. Um, so he's, he's well known around the building and also known by some former Gamecock coaches, even back in the Spurrier era, uh, that speak very highly of him. Some, some coaches, you guys, would really, uh, you know, some folks that you guys really respect, uh, you know, that, that you, you that are revered in the history of South Carolina uh, assistant coaching lore. So there's a big gap, and I'm kind of in the middle. 
I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm actually not in the middle. I I don't know where exactly I'm at with my opinion on this. All I know is things yesterday, uh, Gamecock football had a ton of momentum. Uh, We've talked a lot about NIL collectives this week. I can tell you that after Ray Tanner released that video last night, right before this news broke, uh, money was pouring into Carolina Rise. Um, and then all of a sudden this news broke and I think a lot of people kind of went on it. And I I know that, uh, faith is a hard thing. Uh, we all want to kind of, uh, get past, uh, some of these hires around here that have been made that, that were kind of based on faith, uh, and not collegiate track record, uh, or a good track record. Um, and, um, you know. If this hire ends up being that way, it's it's another one of those because you, there's no uh, he hasn't coached in college, you know, and, and called plays in college and ran a college offense. So this is not a, you know, and I always have a hard and fast rule that, you know, because there's so many coaches that are great in college to go to the NFL and get cut <laughs> and have to come back, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, ask Coach Spurrier about that. I mean, it's it's I, I always say it's, it's the same sport but different game. And so, you know, I don't necessarily think that a lack of production on the Chicago Bears. So, the Jets, I don't necessarily think that dooms the guy, but I also don't know, you know, there, like I said, there's no, no track record. I'll tell you, Arkansas fans and Arkansas folks I talked to that some believe this is going to happen within the week, um, believe that he is, uh, was going to replace Kendall Browse when he left. And a lot of them were just fine with it. Now he's an Arkansas grad. He's one of them. Um, but uh, is beloved. I can also tell you that he's a great recruiter. Uh, and that there's no question about that. Uh, I can also tell you that a lot of the players that, uh, from what I was told last night, a lot of the players that uh, are thinking of returning the key players for next year were, you know, pretty fired up about this guy along with some recruits. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's, right? You got to have players. Uh, so those are some positives. But um, there is a big gap there. And so I guess we're going to have to figure out how to to fill the gap, um, fill in the gap. So the Nanosports chat box is obviously – I mean, we had 110 people in it when, before we started the stream. Um <laughs> You know, you're good. In, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't even a good morning this morning. Okay. No, no, the, it's the, just the, the first one was the first, no, there's not. Hey, there's not. Hey, what's up, guys? No, Ryan's um, in here. Yeah, I've given up. I'm just here to eat popcorn and watch the riot in the chat box. Well, welcome yeah. in. Welcome <laughs> in. Because it's lively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've referred to this on Twitter as the faith of a poppy seed episode because I wouldn't think that you know Beamer would ask for more. <laughs> Yeah. But you know how how far are we willing to extend our faith here? I I you know at this point, JC, I I, I think Connor Shaw kind of said it fairly well in that we we're we are presupposing outcomes a bit. Uh, Keith said it well on his podcast yesterday. We aren't the most patient of fan bases. <laughs> <laughs> we are dedicated though yeah. um, but we'll just have to see I mean you know we still have yet to have an official release although all signs are pointing to uh, Loggins yeah it's uh, and yeah and like I said I, I don't I don't and look it it's 90 90 
put it at 97% last night. Um, but there's that 3% chance, you know. I mean, sometimes you sit there and, and, and you don't read the room, and then you read the room and, and things. But I, I don't know. You know, look, philosophically, I don't, I don't think fans should be choosing the next offensive coordinator, nor should I, nor should you. Nor should anybody, you know. No, no. no uh, Shane Beamer needs to choose the offensive coordinator he feels comfortable with. That's the bottom line. I mean, that's that's what he gets paid to make decisions uh, and do. Um, I, I, but I just I just kind of understand that a lot of folks around here have seen this movie before, and you know, with some of the public comments uh, about oh, we've got a ton tons of great interest and blah blah blah, uh, and then you come back with a guy that you know kind of stick to the NFL thing. Uh, there's no college track record calling plays and, and all that. It, it, I'm sure he's a good guy. I don't I don't know that he's a terrible coach. I, I just don't know. You know, That's, so it's yeah. it, it's yeah. a hard – It's a, given what this fan base has been through, it's a hard thing to swallow, and I understand that. You know, I understand, you know, you kind of look back and go, well, the last two games were, were awesome – but then you lost to three, six, and six football teams, and the offense struggled mightily in bizarre fashion. And, and, and you know, so so it's kind of like when Will Muschamp brought Kurt Roper from Florida, and, you know, people didn't really realize uh, Roper had only coached there one year, uh, and they, were, they did improve, and he had a defensive back at quarterback most of the season. Uh, they just heard offensive coordinator from Florida, and boom, yeah, that was it. He, he – and he turned out not, he turned out to not be good. Uh, but it's kind of like that, you know. I mean, if I were Muschamp back then, I bet if he had it to do over again, he would have just not hired a single offensive coach from from Florida. Period. You know, defense fine, special teams okay, but not not offense. But that's uh, <clears throat> that's the deal there. Um, there's no yeah rumors of of Juice Wells going pro. I I. Last night, you know, I I was told no. I said the guys are coming back and all that, and they're excited about it. So uh, in the building, like I said, there's a different opinion than, than what's out there. Um, <coughs> people are whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, whoa, this is weird. Uh, over under on JC meltdowns today, telling us to just be patient. LOL. I mean, honestly, guys, I can't I can't sit there. I mean, I I would have. I think it's bad if, if this becomes like a like a social media riot or protest. I think it, it it's bad that uh, you know it's bad if like yesterday somebody you know st- took back their eighteen dollars they gave to Carolina Rise that that doesn't hurt anybody but the players, right? Uh, and, and and that's going you know if too much of that does take place, uh, some very good football players are going to be uh, going to be out. And it's not going to be because Dowell Loggins is the next OC. I mean, it, it becomes what's called a toxic environment, you know, and you mm-hmm. don't want that. Uh, and unfortunately, these days, uh, social media, you know, you can't insulate the players from it. Uh, that thing. Roddy said, JC, you couldn't go hire a good old Mac OC. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. Um, you know, Jafala says after last last night, I love TBS and the show anymore. Even more, go Cox and Semper Fox. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, GC fan says, is he related to Kenny Loggins? 
That's what I mentioned last night. I was like, is Messina coming too? Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Meet me halfway across the sky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, that was a pretty, uh, that was a pretty solid, um, pretty solid uh, song. From yeah. over the top, like over the lines. top. That's right. I like it. Um, Kevin says, "JC, how was karaoke? Did it get interrupted? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to do karaoke last night." <laughs> um, Uhop says he worked in a lot of places because Adam Gaze took him around the league. I did notice he worked with Adam Gaze a lot, but you know, some coaches work with other coaches a lot. Man, that would that would that make him a guy that worked for the guy? You know, I use that phrase too a lot. Yeah, that's the other side of it. It's like, well, what if he does come in here and try to run the Bryles offense? Then he'd be the guy that worked for the guy that worked for yeah. the guy. I'm the latest says that Connor Shaw worked with him in the NFL, didn't he? Yes. Had good things yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. Um you, you know, and Stacy makes the point he probably has the support of Kitchens and Jody Wright. He has the support of the whole staff. Um, he wasn't coaching teams with a lot of talent, so maybe it wasn't the X's and O's, but the Jimmy's and Joe's that were the problems. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'll caution against, you know, there's a big difference between NFL and college. I, I'm not going to say that – I think that because the there's no been no college track record, right, okay, um, you know, what do you, you kind of look at as a latching on besides faith, right, and hope? Uh, what do you latch on to, you know, when you look at the resume? Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I tend to just ignore what happened in the NFL. I think the NFL focus and all that's fine. Uh, but I, I just don't know, you know, and, and I, I don't think this place is like an NFL focused program like it like it once was. But I, I do think like maybe some of the, the emphasis on it, I, I don't know, you know. So I, I tend to just kind of discount whatever happened in that league, um, you know, and, and move forward. Right uh, with it, but but there's no college track record. I mean, there's Arkansas people that were convinced he was going to take over for Kendall Browse when he left. There's coaches in the building at Carol, you know, at Carolina people that have football that, that love the guy. Yeah, there's that players. were ready for him because they thought Browse was off the rails towards the end of the season, and we're ready for this guy to come in. Yeah, Arkansas was ready now, to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd says, "Come on, JC, this is garbage," and you know it. Well, look, man, I, I'm not. I'm not here to defend anything. I'm just laying out the gap, right? So that's the deal there. Posting stats from his NFL team, those teams that just weren't good. Yeah, he wasn't all that good. Um, So anyway, JC, what exactly does he have to sell to potential recruits? He wasn't successful in the NFL and has never done any college. I I don't know, but just go look. I mean, go look at his commit list from Arkansas. Really good recruiter. So, you know, that's – that's one of those things where just like look at the proof. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the pitch is. What was Satterfield's pitch to all those quarterbacks? What do you I mean? You know, seriously, uh, on that. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Just as you're staying. Jeez, real professional, guys. That's my fault. <laughs> golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. 
in-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Uh, This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Roll Tigers. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Uh, Give uh, John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, for your next sunroom addition to your home. And first hour of the show is brought to you by the Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Realty team here in the upstate, right out of Spartanburg. Give Cindy a call. Free upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. As we roll on with Faith Thursday. Faith, Faith and Th- Hope Thursday. I, I think I'm going to call it Faith of a Poppy Seed. That's a great title for Faith today, of so. a Poppy Seed. Yeah, that's a, I threw it out there on Twitter. I was like, you know, he wouldn't ask for anything more. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. You know, I mean, we... A lot, a lot of what we go through, JC, just seems to harken back to our experiences with the previous coaching staff. Yeah. Um, and as as best as I can, I'm trying to not frame all of my thoughts and feelings about what Beamer is doing um, with the poison that was the Must Champ situation. Uh, so, you know, while we, we say give him a shot and have faith and it's just like it. And then the other side of it is where we'll remember what Kurt Roper did. And, you know, we 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 had this terrible run of coaches with zero, you know, <laughs> zero, zero yeah. experience and, and no pop sizzle. And we're hot right now and we should have been able to pull a big name. But. There's a lot of things that we don't know about what's going on. We don't know the conversations that Beamer's had. We don't know what the players truly think. Um, We do understand that he is more culture-focused, I think, than he is not and would tend to weigh a good fit in the program over what we would consider to be a splash hire. And then, then there's 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 the cynical side of me that said they you know spend all the money keeping Pete Limbo and this is the guy we got. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think no, uh, I know that's not the case. I know that's, that's a, not yeah, the that's, case. That's, that's, that's the deal. There. But nah, he um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I, I I'm not going to sit here and you know burn down the palace or whatever and and all that. And I don't think anybody should show up with, uh, in front of the long building with pitchforks and protest and all that that's a it's always a bad look and it tends to backfire uh in people's faces uh you know uh, fans faces or, or anybody's uh myself included um but i'm, I'm not gonna sit here I, I can't i can, there's no there's nothing i can point to that says 
you know, other than faith and, and what people I trust that really don't ever BS me, uh, both inside and outside the football building and football program, you know, that, that's all I have to go on, you know, and I'll pass it along and, you know, let you know, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and stand on the table for anybody. I, I can tell you that, you know, it, it's not, you know, the offense is probably going to, you know, structurally and stuff look a lot like it did uh, the last two games of the season, uh, you know, as far as what they're going to do, like what, when you look out there and see the Gamecocks play, what's it going to look like? Uh, they're, they're not getting away from that. And they're certainly not going back to the 1 million playbook. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, and I know it's scary because you look and say NFL guy. Red flag. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, man. Of all the things, you know, I mean, like, like if this guy, you know, I, 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 I'd kind of, I'd be all right. Let, let, let's say, let's say this guy was like at Hofstra or somewhere, uh, you know, D2 ball up in the, the Northeast and lit it up, you know, as, as a coordinator there. And, and, and it was, you know, maybe D2, but he lit it up, you know, I mean, GA Mangus <laughs> coasted, uh, Delaware, Delaware, Delaware Valley lit it up. And I think he, he's pretty good play caller, you know, and, and then the guy had gone to the NFL and, and called plays for Adam Gase or whatever. And, and, you know, those were very bad football teams. Uh, yeah. I'd be, I'd kind of be fired up about well, he's coming back and, you know, here we go. Um, but, but there's not. So if you're out there and you kind of understood what the issue was under Satterfield, I know it scares you. I mean, mm-hmm. cause it's like, well, I thought I thought they were going to do something, and, and you look at what they did differently the last two games of the season, and you're like, well, everybody wants that to continue. Um, and you know, people people reassured me that uh, you know that it definitely wasn't going to be you know like the side attack, so to speak, um, and, and and all that. So that's what well, they I think it's foolish to think that that's what we're getting, right? I mean, we're not getting Satterfield 2.0. It's not 1 million plays, and it isn't, yeah. you know, this guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. You're not hearing a lot of that about him. Uh, we just don't know very much about him is the thing, and I think that's what's scary is that we've been hearing all these big names being, you know, bandied about that we do understand. We have seen a track record, and we do know what these guys are. Uh, and they are not the ones that are coming. So we're, you know, just first baffling. And then it doesn't seem to quite add up with what we've been told. And, you know, we just, we've been asked to extend some faith and hope again. And here's my thing though. I'm willing to give it. I'm willing to give it. I think Shane's earned it. I think the last two performances on the field prove that he is a strong enough leader to get what he wants and have the team that he wants. And until we see otherwise, you know, we, we just got to talk about it and, and think about it for the next few months. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, it's not going to do anybody any good with all the momentum that's taking place. Like to hire, dislike to hire, most dislike to hire. Uh, I, I understand that, but it's not going to do anybody any good if this is the guy to not give him a shot, you know, just because, you know, any coach that comes in here, 
is going to need support, and and you you you, you can kind of upset the balance of everything with players, you know. Uh, so, so think about the players. I mean, you know, if if you're gonna, and I'm I'm not talking about complaining or questioning. I'm not saying don't do that because there's a lot of questions, right? I'm saying the open like hostility toward the entire program, uh, expressing that on social mm-hmm. media. Um, that hurts the players. And then that, you know, people sometimes during the must champ era, people all wanted to know that, you know, why did the players not play with a lot of confidence sometimes? And, 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 you know, it was because people were so mad at Will Muschamp, uh, they, they kind of got out there and, and, and ran some, uh, with some negative, extremely negative narratives because they were mad and, and rightfully so. I mean, half the fan base didn't want him hired to begin with. I mean, I knew he would have to win and, and win and endear himself a bit. Uh, and they're so mad at Will Muschamp that, you know, the players got caught up in it. And, and, and I think that my advice to Gamecock fans would be not, not saying, you know, we need to go, uh, you know, have you uh, have a celebration and a parade when if Dole Loggins is the guy, Dole Loggins is the guy, uh, and like you know, <clears throat> like a World War II victory parade or anything on on Assembly Street. You know, nobody needs to do that. <clears throat> but um, I would just like, you know, be careful about letting a a, a mystery, an- yet another mystery hire at OC uh, steal your joy uh, for the good things that are happening with the program. And there's been times around here where there's been a hire that people were like, why? Okay. Why? Uh, and, and there wasn't anything else good going on. There was, you know, bat, your recruits, recruits flipping and, uh, you know, no winning over Tennessee and no winning over Clemson, you know, and, uh, the Gamecocks weren't the top college football and there wasn't a sold out bowl game with Notre Dame coming up. And, there weren't a lot of key guys in the transfer portal trying to make decisions. And, you know, the stadium wasn't packed for, and Gamecocks weren't undefeated at night at home. I mean, th- think about all those things. I mean, and I think, I think there's a lot of past, like Phil said, uh, past poison everybody's getting out of their system. And I, and I understand that myself included. This is the last thing from my standpoint I wanted to have happen. Uh, last thing I wanted to see go through another offseason where I have to kind of twist off knots uh, to defend the unknown, right? I'm not saying defending bad or good. I'm defending the unknown. Uh, and that's not something I wanted to do at all. So no, don't think yours truly is sitting here as the uh, the North Korean media spokesperson. Like, like you ever seen the lady on North Korea or Korea media? She's awesome. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. she kind of sounds like Todd Ellis a little bit. She's like, yeah, that's just touchdown, touchdown, Kim Jong Un. Oh, shoot me with artillery. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, nobody's you know out here trying to call Beamer dear leader or anything like that. But you know, I don't know because we were uh, sold on Satterfield, you know, being this brilliant offensive mind right that's what he came with that's how it was built and he's going to bring this nfl style offense that's just going to be so innovative and creative it isn't necessarily what we're hearing here also the other side of the coin is jc it was like you hire somebody and you think you know exactly what you're getting uh case in point kelly you know out of ucla 
Chip Kelly. He was yeah. hired. Yeah. Chip Kelly. Yeah. Everybody thought, oh, man, we're bringing the Oregon offense to L.A. And Chip, that is Chip, not Chip, what you got. And, and Chip actually was kind of, he kind of satterfielded it because he, mm-hmm. they lost because he, tra- he, he brought everything back from the Eagles and 49ers, which I think makes this even more scary because he, yeah. you know, now, now look, the guy's been in Arkansas two years working with Kendall Browns. So, you know, and, and, I, and th- this happened with Dan Werner. Uh, Dan Werner was this big pro style guy. He never coached in the NFL, but had some terrible offenses under, under Coach O at my at the old Miss. He was my OC the first time and averaged 14 points a game. Second time he averaged 34. Uh, under Hugh Freeze, he came back in and, and ran Hugh Freeze's RP. It says he evolved. But I've said that before about offensive <laughs> coordinators. I've said, I mean, I've used every example with previous guys. RB says, absolutely, JC, can this guy fly the plane? We have no clue. No, we don't. No, we don't. I can't tell. I can't. There's no film where I can, from college, you know, where I can sit there and point and say, yeah. So um, people think he can. And then that's the key, too. I mean, this. Well, if you if you have a guy that's uh, a culture fit that's different than the old OC that's going to structure things different and all that, you know, can, can you call it on game day? And that's something we don't. I mean, he's got experience calling football plays in a, a game, a lot, but uh, not in college. So so we'll see. I, I don't know, Phil. We got to get a break, right? Yep, yep, yep. Let's hit one more. Yeah, we got Chris Phillips about to jump in, so we'll, we'll yeah, get this we'll a little break. early. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, man. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team proud sponsors of inside the gamecocks family vacations a new car a new boat all cost money but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now i help consulting can help you finally get the kids to disney world upgrade the minivan or drop that new boat in the water next summer let daniel and i help consulting consult with you no fees just savings you pay them a percentage of those savings save on essential services credit card fees you name it let them find it these folks are incredible ihelpconsulting.com how can i help i used to be president of the united states and i love the show with phil and jc welcome back to inside the game cox the show everybody Brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. First hour brought to you by Cindy Servos, Coldwell Baker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. We are joined now by Chris Phillips on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Chris, you know, I'm sure I know you've been watching Twitter burn down like the rest of us. And, you know, I can't say that it's not completely unfounded. 
How yeah, are you doing yeah, otherwise no, today? <laughs> yeah, no. First things first, guys. Appreciate you having me on. And let me know about uh, if I sound a little bit different. We actually upgraded the interface. I'm still kind of playing with the volume level. So we should uh, we should avoid some of the technical issues we've had in previous shows, at least hopefully. But uh, no, it's funny. Last night I was... Uh, I thought, you know what, this would be a good night to kind of take some time away from Twitter and go grab a nice dinner in, in, uh, in, in downtown Greenville and just, you know, kind of put the phone down for a little bit. And, boy, I was wrong. I was wrong. Because <laughs> I, I got back on my phone about 1130 or so, and, uh, yeah, all hell had broken loose. So, now nah, it was uh, – I, I guess the the rumors are you know gaining a little bit more traction, and it sounds like the Gamecocks might have their next OC lined up. And again, I I know we'll get into it more in depth here in just a second. I know JC and I will talk into it more in depth. And it's funny, I've had people text me. Literally, I had my buddy John text me right before I jumped on here. He said, "Good luck with the show today." I was like, "What? What's?" He, he was like, "Just good luck. You're probably going to need it." So, yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would, uh, I, I would say. Putting it lightly, I don't know that folks are taking the news well. Uh, I think that's probably a good way to put it. So, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remain calm. Like I really, I really. I, same. I was like, yeah, keep yeah. calm and carry on. That's how I'm, right, I'm trying right. to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you know, I, I like I said, this is one of those, one of those deals where. I looking at it. Uh, there's a big gap mm. between, you know, football folks, and uh, including some coaches that uh, uh, I think we all know here. Uh, I think you know too, Chris, that we're here previously that mm. speak highly of the guy that are legendary coaches around here, right? Um, that, that we'd all would trust if they stood up and said yes. I mean, there's a, there's a contingent of Arkansas fans that want him to take over for Kendall Browns. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, inside the building, even people that were extremely honest about Marcus Satterfield. <laughs> and I, I think some maybe, uh, quietly, uh, pulled a cupcake out of their drawer and ate it when he left. Mm. Uh, you know, they're fired up about this guy. He's mm. a huge upgrade. You have Connor Shaw coming yeah. out and, and I know Connor Shaw said nice things about Kurt Roper, but Look, man, Connor Shaw's the goat. You know, you, you mm. got to at least yeah. take what oh, you yeah. got to take what he says into account. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, it, it's another hire, Chris. That I think, I, I think it's not necessarily about this guy. I think it's about current momentum, the constant fear of of having the rug pulled out from under you. Uh, sat, a little bit Satterfield PTSD, Muschamp PTSD, uh, and, and and the fact that this is another hire where you kind of before next year against North Carolina, you have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Uh, and anything you hear, you know, is going to be based on faith yeah. uh, at this point, because there's no collegiate track record. There's just a force, very bad stints mm. for different reasons in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I, I know I was going to say, JC, I, I know a couple of screenshots have, have floated around on Twitter from some things you have said, and I, I think you've done a good job handling it and just kind of, because I'm sort of the same way. Like, I, I'm not going to be a guilty till proven innocent guy. That's not how I operate. And I really do believe that Shane Beamer, I mean, he's earned the, the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't need me to tell him that. He's the head football coach. He gets paid to be the head football coach and make the decisions a head mm -hmm. football coach makes. He doesn't need my approval, your approval, anybody's approval. No. But when you finish the season the way they did, right, I mean, he's earned the benefit of the doubt to kind of operate in the way which he wants. I mean, I will say at the same time, you know, I said, you know, when this search first started that, hey, you know, I, I think it would be beneficial and maybe you need to get a guy that 
instills confidence in the fan base and the program and people look at the hire and they say they'd be surprised if it didn't work out. You know, so I I don't blame people for being underwhelmed. You know, if this really does play out and it comes to fruition and he's the next offensive coordinator, I mean, it's Beamer ball to the moon. I'm behind Shane Beamer 110%, but I'm not going to sit here in front and act like I'm not underwhelmed. I'm not going to sit here in front and act like I'm not questioning the decision and questioning the hire. And again, Shane Beamer has shit out more X's and O's than I will ever know, but it, it just – it's 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 like you mentioned. It's fair, unfair. It's the PTSD of having an incompetent OC for basically two full years, and then uh, Will Muschamp before that, and the incompetent OCs we saw, and just we've we've been struggling on offense for so long. Um, you know, this this Loggins is that it, or is it Loggins or however? Uh, it's not Loggins, like Kenny Loggins. Loggins. Okay. It's, okay. It's, it's Kenny's brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Loggins. So, I mean, Loggins may turn out to be an all-star slam dunk type of hire, however you want to phrase it. But I, I think most people within the fan base were just really hoping you would parlay the momentum you've had at the end of this season and get a true slam dunk hire off the jump. Where, like you said, you don't have to kind of be sitting there guessing and just hoping and praying, fingers crossed, that it plays out the way we all hope it does. Because, again, we all know how important this second OC is for – for Shane Beamer. So, I mean, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I'm going to wait until it's actually officially official until I, you know, kind of lose my cool, if you will. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't blame people for looking at this and kind of scratching their head. I mean, I'll tell you guys, I, I didn't think I would have to do a Google search on our next OC. Like, I didn't think I'd have to. I, I didn't think I'd be seeing a headline from yeah. JC or Brad and be like, who, who is that? I, I, I just <laughs> – yeah, I was talking to somebody I trust uh, very close to the program, and we we frequently had some some conversations about you know what direction to go if things didn't work out with Mark Satterfield. Uh, and I, I heard this name a while back, and I thought, well, you know, well he works for Kendall Browse, he's probably like like a, a gunslinging dude from Texas, and then all this other stuff. So, um, it yeah. Uh, and again, I, I trust Beamer. I mean, I, I again, I think yeah. you, you you just have to, you know, he's your head football coach. If you can't trust him to hire an OC, then maybe you got the wrong guy in that position. And I like to yeah. believe we do have the right guy in that position. So, um, you know, That's you, just, it. you have to trust it, and you got to yeah. let Beamer make his own decisions. And you know, there there are consequences to every decision, good and bad. And you know, hopefully, you get more a lot more good than bad. Obviously, so yeah, I mean, well, there I have been good coaches at the school yeah. who have made bad hires and coordinators right. too. Right, reminder, yeah, right. y'all. Yeah, yeah. Has Steve Spurrier how important good assistants yeah. are? You know, um, and and so I, I think that you know, kind of, you uh, know, when I looked at his resume though, it was like because I, I was thinking, oh, all right, I can get behind, I can get behind anybody. You know, I mean, uh, I was like, okay, Arkansas, great. And then I looked and I saw, you know, two years in college and all this NFL stuff. And I just, uh, and maybe it's, maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, but it's, it feels like, uh, you know, it, it, it feels like we hear about the NFL way too much around here sometimes. And then especially when, and it, it's just kind of funny that the sides of the ball that struggle <laughs> are tend to be the ones that emphasize those types of things, yeah. i.e. the must champ defense, i.e. the centerfield mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you're going down a similar path, doesn't it? Like we're hearing a lot of similar things, and yeah, I don't, I, and, and I don't I think anybody, ever, I don't think anybody ever wants to hear the words like pro style ever again. Like, I, yeah, I, 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 I was, and I was told last night, it's, it's essentially they're going to stick with what they. Right. I mean, they're not dumb. They're going to kind of mm-hmm. stick with a. They're going to stick with what they've been doing the last two games. It's going to be very mm-hmm. kind of the same. It's different guy calling it, and then B. They feel like you know Loggins is a good fit 
uh, for Spencer Rattler, Marshawn Lloyd, Juice Wells. And I, I think a lot of times it's about the Jimmys and Joes more than the yeah. X's and O's guys. Yeah. I mean, those three guys come back. I don't care if uh, Teddy Ruxpin's calling the plays, uh, as long as it's not Marcus Satterfield, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, I just said I would have Teddy Ruxpin call the plays over at Marcus. Not Marcus before the guardrails, right? Um, you know, I, I think Carolina's got a chance to be very successful. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that it's probably more critical uh, with the portal out there, with recruiting, with all that, uh, to kind of maybe focus more on that right now uh, than this, especially given the unknown nature of it. You're not be able to figure it out, good or bad. Um, you know, we're all probably going to talk about it, but uh, I think, I think if you get the Jimmy's and Joe's back, I mean, there, there's really, you know, a chance for success, I think right away. Yeah. I mean, JC, you and I also talked off air before the show in regards to, I mean, these Arkansas folks, they speak very highly of this guy. So, I, again, it's 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 selfishly from my perspective and from many others. Is it the name that you wanted? Again, if this does play out, it happens. But it sounds like the things are in motion. Is it the name you wanted? Not necessarily. But again, Arkansas people speak highly of him. People within the Gamecocks football building speak highly of him. And Shane Beamer approves of him. And again, it's just like at this point, do you trust Beamer? Or do you not? I understand what we've been through with the OCs. I'm I'm not discrediting that, but. Um, you know, I'm 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 not going to say burn it all down just because of you know the, the, if this is the higher or whatever you give it an opportunity to play off. And, and I just wonder too with Beamer. I was thinking about this just before I jumped on. I just wonder with Beamer. You know, a lot of people want the name, the proven commodity. Is do you think Beamer's a guy that you know because he's such a young coach and he was given an opportunity? Do you think he he also like he likes to do that? Like give maybe I, I'm not saying that Loggins is a rookie coach, but give guys opportunities like that versus the the old savvy veterans like do you think that's kind of his mo at this point cuz if you, I, mean, if you, I, I mean i don't you know i don't know if you if you look at like everything he's done staff wise since mike bobo left mm-hmm. uh cuz and bobo's not that old man bobo's bobo's our age i think my age yeah. i think but uh yeah. he, you know he's been you know 20 year play caller in the sec but uh if you look at the, the kind of the pattern since that happened um, yeah, it's been up and comers, you know, Clay- Clayton White, I, 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 uh, I, I'll admit, I don't think I mentioned his name once on the big spur before he was hired. He was on a list I had at the bottom called guy from Western Kentucky. <laughs> Cause I was looking at their stats and I, I was in line at Disney at the dang on star Wars. Uh, the, the tweet came through from Feldman. He was hired, but, um, you know, so, so I'll admit that kind of came out of nowhere. But, yeah, I, I do think that when you look at this, the, the hires he's made on the staff, Chris, it, it does kind of fit that up-and-comer pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, Torian Gray is probably an exception to that. Uh, Pete Limbo's obviously uh, – you, know, you know, I think it's only a second stint in Power 5. So uh, – and, and sometimes that works out really well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't necessarily think that uh, – uh, that, that, this is going to be a complete disaster. I just, I, I understand why people are concerned, Yeah, but I, I also with you that, you know, I, I think, you know, you got to decide at some point, do you, mm-hmm. do you trust me? Do you trust Shane Beamer? Mm-hmm. And I think he's earned it yeah. uh, based on the last two weeks. Yeah. And again, I, I would say this, cause I want to make it very clear. I mean, I trust Shane Beamer. Does that mean that I, I think, and he knows this, that uh, I think it's fair for people to be critical of the hire yeah. if they choose to be. I mean, it's, it's, it is a risk. It is a roll of the dice. It's, it's not some guy with some, 
glimmering, shiny track record that it doesn't give me a bunch of, you know, I, I don't get a bunch of warm and fuzzy feelings inside when I go on social media and I see an article, granted it's from 2017, but talking about him being the worst play caller in the NFL. Like, I, I that doesn't exactly make me feel like, yep, I feel a lot better after seeing that. So, yeah, um, I, I'll I, say know. this on that because I just got John Whittle just uh, sort of uh, hit me, hit, hit this up on the board. On that same list, guess who was 31? Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> that year uh so so there you go yeah. with, with kyle yeah. Shanahan and, I, and, and the thing with the nfl too is like look at what teams he was with i mean oh yeah yeah only one of those teams the jets is doing well this year yeah and then, <laughs> yeah, know, i mean he, it's like you're you're with these losing programs yeah. anyway yeah but it's like it's uh, like oh, the dolphins too i take that back because yeah, it's like jc's dead yeah, man but, jimmy's and joe's so you you yeah. really feel like if you've got rattler wells lloyd back Boy, it would take a real screw up job to mess that up, wouldn't it? I mean, it just yeah. you feel like it would. I mean, and, and, and you know the people, the people that like had that knew what was going on with the previous OC that mm. uh, had been griping. I mean, not griping, but expressing concerns since uh, oh, East Carolina last year. Mm. Uh, complete one eighty. You know, with with, uh, with what I've saw in terms of like how this guy will run offense and all that and uh, all that good stuff. So. Mm. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I can't I, – I, it's just kind of – it's almost funny, Chris, because I, I sit here and rip the Chicago Bears offense all the time, and here's a guy that was the Bears <laughs> offensive coordinator for three years. I'm like, God. Yeah, that's tough. You know, it, but, uh, tough. yeah, I just – you know, and I don't – I don't I, you know, whatever you do in the NFL doesn't always translate uh, yeah. to college, right? So, you got uh, some big-time, uh, you know, the Jaheim Bell situation. Uh, I wanted to get your take on that yeah. to kind of switch subjects to, to something else that mm-hmm. started as a negative, but ended up being kind of a positive because, you know, people started kind of talking about NIL and, and, and getting mm-hmm. behind it. And, uh, you know, folks I talk to think they're going to be fine at tight end next year. So here, yeah, but your take on how that all went down. Yeah, I mean, listen, you live by the sword, die by the sword. It's the reality of the transfer portal and NIL. And, you know, from everything we've seen and heard, I, you know, I think there were NIL opportunities out there for Jaheim Bell. And obviously the season didn't go the way he or his family wanted, but I think NIL opportunities which are out there. And I, and I do want to say this, by the way, because I was uh, – you know, I, I enjoy talking NIL because I love talking business. I, I love talking the business yeah. side of things. And it's something I don't really get to discuss a lot because we spend so much time talking ball. But obviously, Carolina Rise, Garnet Trust, all the NIL initiatives, I think NIL is great. The only point that I was making yesterday is that I just – it just kind of rubs me the wrong way when a guy like Jaheim Bell up and leaves and I, I see some people kind of throwing some shots at, well, it's your fault, the fan base, the common fan, mm-hmm. that you're not you're not uh, emptying your pockets enough. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I understand what NIL is. I, I know what it actually is, but it's like it feels like it, – it feels weird in the sense I thought NIL was just an opportunity for guys just to – you know, benefit from their name, image, and likeness, not be put on a salary. And, and I understand what it is. I get it. I get it. I embrace it. I respect yeah. it. You got to pay top-notch dollar for top-notch athletes. And it's really been that way since the start of time. Now it's just in the open. But I, I just want to make it clear. I encourage Carolina Rise. I encourage Garnet Trust. I, obviously, it's a great tool, and it's something that we don't have much of a choice, right? If we're going to compete with the big boys and the top dogs and even have a seat at the table – you know, we've got to make the monetary investment and show that we are committed to winning at the highest level. So I highly, I highly encourage everyone to donate to whatever respective NIL collective it is. And so I wanted to make that point. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do so, JC. But yeah, well, I mean, listen, the Jaheim Bell thing, you know, 
I think there were a multitude of reasons. Again, I think when you just factor in how the season went and the NIL opportunities that he had. And, again, we don't know all the details behind closed doors. We never will. But, uh, you know, you were one of the biggest beneficiaries in the country last year from the transfer portal with with Rattler and Wells and Christian Bill Smith and Devonnie Reed. And so, again, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. And that's what you're seeing here. And it's not just hitting Carolina. I mean, there's over a 1,000 guys. Yeah, it's, boy. It's just, it's just a reality. So, and I, and I, and I really feel for – for Shane Beamer and other head coaches that have to recruit the high school ranks, they got to recruit the portal, they got to recruit their own roster, and they got to put together packages and deals for current players. And, you know, it's it's, it's a lot to handle. So, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now is the new norm in college football. And, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, I mean, we all hated to see Jaheim Bell hit the portal. I mean, he's, he's a good player, and, you know, I think he'll, he'll have a positive impact wherever he goes. And that's my hope. You know, I hope he finds what he's looking for, and I hope that. Wherever he goes, he he he, you know, his true talent is is maximized because I think we all believe that if it is, he's a maybe he's an all American caliber type of player. But I'm also trying to balance it out with 490 yards and five touchdowns. That's what you've lost. I think South Carolina will be fine. This program always has been and always will be bigger than one player. So, uh, you know, you just wish him well. And hey, where the portal taketh. It can also give it. We could go get a guy. So, and I'm yeah. sure we will. I, I refuse to believe that you know Shane Beamer is just going to sit on his hands and do nothing. I, I know, obviously, from last year, we're we're going to actively use the portal to our advantage. And sometimes it just happens, man. But I, I just the only point I was making on social media the other day is that I just you know it's it's I just feel like any take demonizing the fan base is a bad one. I, all, all Gamecock fans have ever done is yeah. love and support and and, and donate and. And uh, even when the product hadn't been there for over 100 years, outside of a couple handful of seasons here and there. So, like I said, I, I totally encourage NIL, all the collectives, respectfully donate, give money, uh, do what you can. But, uh, you know, a guy like Jaheim Bell, he left on his own accord, man. I think Gamecock Nation did about all they could to keep him around. But it's, you know, at some point, at some point, listen, I believe in NIL. I don't believe in making bad business deals. I mean, I said that. And, you know, at some point, if a guy, if a guy's asking for an unreasonable number, you know, this is turning into somewhat of pro sports when it comes to those contract negotiations. Like, hey, Dansby Swanson wants too much money. The Braves ain't going to re-sign him at shortstop, guys. There's, there's going to be another guy. <laughs> it just, it, it's the nature of the beast. So. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and I, I think just, just from my, my standpoint with uh, with Carolina Rising, it has grown, and I, I don't ever shame anybody. Man, it, it is like I said, you know, some folks can't, can't, they can't afford – to do it. I mean, what do you want to do? Not buy tickets and give money to the, and no, uh, right. you know, I get that totally. But it's like I said, uh, some guy, some guys get five bucks a month. Mm. Um, three of them signed up for five bucks a month. That's what uh, 15, blah, 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 blah. you know, you get like, it's almost $200. I had to, I had to cut an NIL deal. I did cut an NIL deal with, uh, with a player because he needed money for books, you know, he's a walk on guy. And, uh, this year and uh, did a good job promoting the, the product and, yeah. you know, and that, that covers that. That makes yeah. sense. So it's, it's not, you know, people kind of look at the 10 million and all that and they get <laughs> overwhelmed, but man, I think we're finding out with what's happening at Miami and A&M. You, you spend that much, man. Right, uh, right. You're, you're not, you're not going to win. You gotta, right. you gotta play a little bit of money ball. Like you said, yeah. Oh, if you want to go chase the dollars, we got this guy here. That's just as good. That's yeah. probably going to work twice as hard you know, uh, to, to, to make this team good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. And again, it's, it's, uh, and it all adds up. Like you mentioned, even the people <clears throat> giving $5 a month. I mean, again, you, you get a thousand people giving five bucks a month. I mean, that, that, that turns into That's a significant, significant number. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, we put together all we can do all you can. And, and I think at the end of the day, we'll, we'll be fine. I think we've got the resources and everything to compete with, to compete with uh, the top dogs. But, you know, I also said too, man, on the flip side, at the end of the day, 
you either want to be a Gamecock or you don't. I mean, that's just like bottom line that, in, that, in that, a discussion. That, if, it, yeah. if, it, if it's only about money to you, and I've said that since the jump with an IL, if, it, if it's, you know, because people have talked about it's going to ruin recruiting, and, and no doubt it changes it, but there were money, there was money being exchanged before. But if a kid is solely focused on money, if that's the only thing he cares about, I I don't know how badly I want that kid anymore, guys. I, I know you got to put up with certain things. Listen, I got a buddy of mine that works on Georgia's staff in a support role, and I, I won't say his name or anything, obviously, but you know, he's told me all the time. He's like, Chris, you know, our some of our best players are the biggest knuckleheads. We got to deal with we got to deal with all kinds of stuff. Some of them guys you see on TV, it's just, but you just live with it because they got immense talent. So, I mean, it's it's there's things you put up with and you deal with, but at the same time, man, when you're trying to build a culture and you're trying to you know build something where it's about love your brother and you know it, it, all, all togetherness and all that, and um, you know, I just you, you pick and choose kind of who you want on your roster and in your building, and uh, you know, I, again, I, I Shane Beamer's in control of it all. I, I fully believe that. So uh, you got to trust in Beamer at this point, and he'll put together the best possible roster to get us where we want to go. All right, Chris, we're going to let you get out of here to get to your show up. Uh, looking forward to joining you later today um, and uh, talk a little ball. And uh, hopefully things kind of calm down by about 115 and all that Yeah, stuff. yeah. You know, I, I was going to say, guys, I'm believe it or not, hot uh, or, or a breaking piece of information. I'm actually – I'm very high energy, but I'm also a very calm, zen dude, I feel like, behind closed doors. I know that's hard for some people to believe. So I try to maybe I can ins, ins, just instill. Maybe we'll do some breathing exercises when you come on, JC. <laughs> something, do some some meditation right. or something. I appreciate right. you guys. Woo right. side. That yeah. sounds good, Chris. Thank you, bud. We'll All right, I'll take care. Yeah, man. Um, SC alumni says coaching hire is more important than NIL. Yeah, but you don't. Uh, you know, NIL, you you know uh, what you got. Coaching hire, mm-hmm. you, you don't know good or bad. Uh, and I wish I wish they hadn't made another hire where you got to sit there and don't you don't know for eight months. We got to take a break real quick and then come back. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Walk, walk, easy. He's got a tire by the tail he has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. 
and many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Sirfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Brought to you, by, of course, by Express Sun Rooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 8803-446-4662. Second hour of the show, which we, we're going to call this starting four minutes early, <laughs> is mm-hmm. brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at a Burgesson. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at Remax.net. And let's see here. The chat box is blown up. We appreciate yeah. all of y'all coming yeah. in today. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you are watching us live. Subscribe uh, as well. Doesn't cost you a thing. Just mash that button as well. That helps us out immensely. Thanks a lot, y'all. Happy to have you here. I dig music says, look no further than UGA scheme to see what Beamer wants his identity to be. I don't know about that. I think definitely. Hey, look, uh, Marcus Satterfield's offense, uh, and, and I'm talking the the one that with the different personnel groupings and stuff. Uh, Georgia does a lot of similar stuff, but they call it so much cleaner, and they their, their personnel usage is so was so much better. Uh, and they're a big physical football team that will, I mean, has always been able to run over, around, and through most opponents even when they weren't winning national championships. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I think Bieber wants it to be a little more like the last two weeks of the season, but with more of a running game. Um, and, and I think that everybody – I mean, you have to be blind to not, uh, to not see that, that, that that made a big difference for Spencer Rattler. Um, and I, I think, too, you know, I'll say this. There is no tomorrow in college football. Uh, if it, it, you know, some people are, why, why, why base this, you know, long-term decision on, you know, three guys coming back? Well, you, you don't know if this is a long-term decision, and, and, but you know, if you can get those three guys back, you got to, and, and add some pieces through the portal, avoid attrition. Uh, you have a chance to have a special, special season. Um, you know, and, and I think Shane Beamer knows that. So, I mean, he, you know, Coaches do make bad hires, right? And I'm, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but they're they're not lunatics, right? <laughs> they're not out there like not facing reality, even though some of, most of them in press conferences these days, I think, have uh, checked out of reality. You know, they don't say much, but uh, and that's most of them, not just Shane. But I, uh, you know, I, I think I, I think that right now with the momentum the program has, because uh, somebody said. Um, uh, the OC hire is more important than NIL. Well, well then NIL maybe, but uh, probably not, you know, not long-term, but right now, yeah, it's probably more important to talk about it. Um, I'll, I'll say, uh, but nothing's more important than those players coming back next year. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, y- y- if you have a good OC, but you're kind of trying to rebuild, this league is very unforgiving. Um, you know, I and I, and I, it, people that I trust swore me. Swore, I mean, nobody knows if it's going to work out or not. 
you know, nobody said this guy's going to light it up, but they said it's not going to be anywhere close to what Satterfield tried to do. And so I think we can all have hope in that one, right? Even mm. though, you know, it, I agree. The res, Cam says resumes speak for themselves. They do. It's hard. It's a hard. I, I can't, you know, after ranting about the NFL, um, you know, and, and, and how NFL stuff doesn't work and, and all this stuff. And, and, and it, and what I meant by that was not the plays that they run. It's, it's the, the approach to the game. And that was the problem with Satterfield. You know, he had 1 million plays and he, he tried to pick and choose 25 different ones, the play of the week and, and try to fool people. And sometimes you just got to line up and say, our players are better than yours and we're going to go after you. And, and, you know, or we're going to go after you and uh, we can live with you having better players than us, but we're going to attack. So Uhop uh, says resumes speak for themselves, and we heard many of the same things about Sat when he was hired. You, you didn't hear it from me because I said I said Satterfield's going to be this hybrid of of Lincoln Riley and uh, Joe Brady, man. Because yeah, we had so, yeah, not much else to go on, and so, yeah, that was how it was built. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't you didn't hear me say it doesn't matter. I mean, you did hear me say it doesn't matter what the Panthers did on offense in the NFL as far as, far as Satterfield goes. And guess what? It didn't. You know, it, probably what people should have looked at more is what happened at Temple way back when. Um, and, and then the, the the fact, you know, he couldn't get out of his own way. O- overthought the whole thing. And, and so uh, everybody I've spoken with would be shocked if Dowell Loggins approached it like that. The one thing I don't know anything about is him calling plays in the game, reading the defense, getting the right play in, all that, um, in college because there's no there's no track record at all. Right? Yeah, that's the that, you know? that's the scary thing about all of this is like here we are another guy. Well, it's a, this is even less of a track record than Satterfield is that we, we really don't. This guy has no college play calling experience, which I think makes a lot of us very nervous. Yeah. Um, Carolina Titan says, Sat had great players with some college coaching experience. This guy has little coaching experience and a bad NFL resume. Uh, I don't get it. Well, he didn't. Well, players, your part about players needs to come into the fold here. I mean, I don't know what kind of personnel the 2013 Titans or the Bears during that time or the Dolphins or Jets. And it seems to me it was with Adam Gase. It seems to me Adam Gase had some pretty terrible teams. Um, so, you know, Clint says this is why you don't hire him to begin with. Look, I'm, I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to get a big old pitcher, oh, a big pitcher, oh, Dowell Loggins, right? And, and and open up your throat and say, here, you're yeah, gonna, trying to pour it down. It's drink just like this delicious dowel loggins. Oh, drink it up. Ooh. Oh, refreshing, isn't it? Come up. <laughs> Go down. Have some it. more dowel loggins. Oh, you need this. <laughs> you need this. Dear God. I'm not trying to do that, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here, have some poor, poor. It does sound like this, like like an Irish beer. Sometimes yes. when I, when I get back Let from me get the, a pint of have a pint of Dowell Loggins, will you? Pour me a pint of Dowell Loggins. Shut your arse and have a pint of Dowell Loggins, son. <laughs> when I get home from the tater farm after a long day of picking taters, 
I'd like to sit by me pub and have a nice cold stout Dowell Loggins. I said cold. They don't drink cold beer over there. A nice stout Dowell Loggins. Oh, you want a Dowell Loggins, do you? Well, I, I, I do. I do. I do. I do want a Dowell Loggins. Give me more Dowell Loggins. That would be a Scottish guy. I want more. I, I'll have another Dowell Loggins, if you will. All right, sir. That's great. I don't Robert, know. I'm trying to think about all kind of different reasons, I'm like why make this higher? Why not hire one of the big names? Uh, yeah, you know, and we're not in chain set, so we don't really know. But, you know, maybe yeah. one of the things is because I'm running through all these scenarios in my head, right, JC? And it's like, well, maybe Beamer doesn't want to hire like Riley or, you know, uh, Bryles because yeah. they're probably a one year rental. And then you're yeah. doing this all over again. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with and you there. I for mean, continuity's sake, you go with a guy who you know could potentially grow and stick around with you. Problem yeah. with that is he's like using all of his <laughs> built up goodwill to ask the fan base to get behind this 100. percent Chuck Burkett said, "I think Bush from SDS just started a shit storm, and I'm only it's the Beats BS wagon." Ah, Chuck, I hate to break it to you because, because here's what here's why here's why I believe it's going to happen. Uh, it, it's a little something called uh, I don't know positive feedback in the face of negative feedback. Maybe in other words, I don't even think the debate. I don't even think there's any kind of positive feedback if if it weren't going to happen. Um, so that's the, that's the deal there. Um, now look. Could it be someone else? I'm certainly not dismissing it, and, and it make my life easier. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I I I wear a lot of hats, folks, and and one of them last night I, I had the information. I don't want somebody else to put it out there, and everybody's asking questions, so I had to act, and I put it on the on the message board. I had to, uh, I just had to be a reporter and and report it. You know, I, I didn't want to give any commentary or anything like that or get into a debate with anybody. So, uh, Jeff Waller says, Dowell Loggins, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all. No, I, I, don't, know. I don't know that was a Dowell Loggins deal. Um, so, uh, that's, oh, the that's deal from there. Elf. That's what that is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. From Elf. I'm sorry. Uh, Rack the. Rack the Jipper says, is there urgency to finalize the hire with him so he can bring some of the tight ends from Arkansas? Hadn't heard any tight ends from Arkansas coming. Does Trey Knox have eligibility? Because I'd certainly take him. Yeah, yeah. He'd um, be an addition we'd take. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think Trey's from Nat Trey's from Tennessee. So he's not he's not in-state. Hard to get in-state Arkansas kids out of Arkansas sometimes. But uh, Dwayne says, could this be a lot about recruiting also? It absolutely is a lot about recruiting. And, and to this guy's credit, right? Okay, so – and and, and I'm, forget the X's and O's, forget the disappointment that he, you know, he doesn't have a big track record because I, I, I don't like to say name because I always say, don't look at the name, look at the production, right? Well, there's no production at the college level. And, and, and if you, you know, the optimist would look at the NFL stuff and if it was good, go, yeah, you know, but um <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so, so, so you look at that it's a, to this guy's credit and I've covered recruiting a long, long time and, and, and no, you know, follow recruiters, guys that can recruit a guy that spent his whole career in the NFL 
that comes back, albeit his alma mater, and is that good at recruiting? That that that's rare, honestly. I mean, I've never. So so so, how does this feed into hope? Well, that part of the college game is not easy to adapt to if you're used to coaching pros. You know, uh, like the recruiting part. Um, some some coaches just get get down there like, what what am I supposed to do with this kid and talk to who, what parents, who, what? This is a, this is a circus. This is a circus. They're throwing papers and shit everywhere. But um, but 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 there's a small percentage of them that get down there and go. Uh, and I know some guys like this. They, they get back and go. You mean I get to pick my team, and all I get to all I have to do is convince them. We don't have to, you know. Now with NIL, maybe you got to, you know, That's figure out the money in. But I mean, you, you mean I, you know, me the coach, not some general manager guy. You know, I, I get to get, I get to just go convince these guys and choose, you know, who I want. I'll sign up for that. You know, what? Yeah, what? What? Here, give me some. Yeah, what? Give me a map, and well, it used to be a map, and now it's a GPS. Now, just get, tell me where what, t- what ter- tell me where to hit. And he's been a hit. I mean, yes, get it. And that—that's something that's not debatable because there's a track record there for two years. And you guys trust Trey Betty to talk about Arkansas, don't you? Uh, he knows what's going on in Fayetteville. Uh, I talked to Trey, talked to everybody out there. They think he's just an, an amazing recruiter. Amazing. They use the word amazing. Um, and I think that is amazing if somebody spent 10 years in the NFL and that side of it. And there are some guys from the NFL that, that do get back and go, this is this is pretty easy because there's no egos or there's no, you know, and it's fine. So that's the deal there. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here, you know, in a fairy costume, jumping up and down on the cloud, trying to find a silver lining. Okay. Although that would be hilarious. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I'm just sitting here trying to kind of, cause everything's got strengths and weaknesses, right? Every, every coach in our has strengths and weaknesses. Um, even, even Dowell Loggins, right there, there's, a, and, and the one thing I will say is, uh, that's an unprecedented two year recruiting track record at a place in Arkansas. That's, uh, you know, not a, not a difficult sell, but a, a pretty difficult sell, uh, so he has had to sell and, um, you know, for a guy that's been in the pros 10 years, I mean, to get back and kind of in this day and age with recruiting. Yeah. That's uh that's not easy, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to adjust like that. So, so if, if you're an optimist and like I said, I'm being a realist here, if you're an optimist, you're going to look and go, well, if he can adapt to that part of the college game, which sometimes is more difficult than the X's and O's actually for coaches, then he could probably adapt to the other parts of the college game. Now that that's the optimistic viewpoint, right? Um, I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not pouring Dowell Loggins down your throat folks. Uh, just kind of pointing that out. Cause that's something that, um, that is something that is, uh, is the truth, you know, excellent mm-hmm. recruiter. That's uh, and that's, uh, that's a big part of it. Now, the flip say see the other part of this feel is with with every kind of positive thing there is an answer because and it's not necessarily Shane Beamer's fault it's kind of just because of, of the 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 recent 10 year history of the program uh so so you say well Connor Shaw likes him and but Connor Shaw also liked Kurt Roper you know right well, that's mm-hmm. a good point uh I I trust Connor's opinion I know 
why he liked Kurt Roper too. And I agree. I agree with them. I, I would never argue with that guy about it's X's and O's and football and all that. Um, he, uh, and, and I trust him. And, and so I, you know, not everything always works out. Right. Uh, but, uh, but so people, people respond with that. Well then, well, he's a great recruiter. Well, Satterfield was a great recruiter. <laughs> so you just, you know, know. it's, it's just it's like, like, yeah, you're, you're just know. like, Oh man, you, you just can't win. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, and it's not anybody's fault. Um, so let, let's see here. Dowell Loggins. He kind of looks like Houston nut in the face, like a mint, like a, like a shorter Houston nut. So yeah, he's a little guy, right? He's like five six. Yeah. Yeah. So his all time, you know, he's got two four star tight ends committed in his career from Arkansas and Oklahoma. Uh, this guy, by the way, I think does have some ties to the state of Oklahoma. Uh, Shamar Easter uh, is an in state kid, six five two twenty five. He's got a four star athlete from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Booker T. Washington. Uh, got a uh, High three-star, six-foot-seven edge in Quincy Rhodes from North Little Rock. That guy's not going to be fun to block. And I bet this Quincy Rhodes Jr. guy, you'll watch the Hogs in a couple of years, and, and he'll be a six-seven, 275-pound monster for them. By the way, they lost their defensive coordinator yesterday, Barry yeah. Odom. Barry I can't Odom believe you and UNLV. Dude, and UNLV was about to hire Coach O. Can I thought imagine? so too. Oh Could you goodness. imagine the fun we would have had with that? The oh. endless summer would the, just continue. Into Vegas. <laughs> All right, we got to load up the endless summer travel van. Uh, all girls go in the front, all, all boys in the back, Coach O in the middle. Uh, make me some peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Give me some lube, and uh, away we go. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> Could you see that? Dun, 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 oh my dun. goodness, that would be great! I just yeah, the the fodder would be awesome to feed the feed the show. Creativity uh, would just you, flow. If you're UNLV, I mean, and they make atrocious football hires, by the way. If you're right. UNLV, they've tried everything. If you're UNLV, and you have a choice between Barry Odom and, and Ed Orgeron, what what in the interview did Barry Odom do to? To blow blow Ed's personality away. Because Barry Odom, hell of a football coach, kind of a salt of the earth type of guy. You know, not 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 right, back to, right. <laughs> about as exciting as uh, you know, plywood. Uh, you know, in terms of, of you know, just uh, I mean, I mean, he made you know, some people don't I always thought Will Muschamp was pretty entertaining and demonstrative, but uh, some people thought he was boring. Uh well, if you thought Will Muschamp was boring, Barry Odom is is um uh, it's a uh, it is a instructional video on uh, on how to stir water <laughs> C- compared to like the Tonight Show. Okay, so that that's the deal. So I, I can't believe that. But Arkansas lost that. So uh, so that's Dowell Loggins. So that those are the guys that he has gotten, uh, and that's that's in one and a half recruiting cycles. And all of them are four stars. There's one high three star that's a six foot seven defensive end from North Little Rock. Who, if you know anything about guys that are, have those dimensions from North Little Rock, I mean, I think I'd probably take them. You know, uh, so yeah. And, and and for a guy that's you know, and like I said, I, I trust Trey Biddy on Arkansas probably more than uh, you know. There's only a handful of guys out there that are at his level as far as like everything he says about Arkansas. I trust. Uh, and so, you know, he says he's a great recruiter. So that's it. So there you go, Rossi. 
Um, Ricky G says, no production, no name, bad hire. Yeah. Uh, Jay Potato Man's parking lot party. Interesting name, sir. Um, you know, an abject, uh, well, he's got a plenty of track record. It's just a hideous track record of abject failure. Yeah, but that's the NFL, too. And, and right. like I said, like, it, like, 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 I'd probably be like pushing back on that. Had, uh, you know, they, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have pushed back on that. Had there been like a, even if he's like, like I said, it's someplace like Hofstra, you know, uh, yeah. and, and yeah. lit Somebody. it up, lit it up up there. Hey, you know, guess get Chip Kelly lit it up up there. Dan Mullen lit it up up there. Uh, G.A. Mangus lit it up up there. Uh, Do we even have a high school track record to point yeah, to with this guy? Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have been, I'd have been like standing on the table, you know, shouting people down if they'd have hired a great high school coach. You know, I'd have been yeah. like, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But the NFL, you know, you're like, oh, I don't really know, you know. So even if there was that, there was, there'd be something to point to. So uh, I'm going to say no track record because it's it's not the NFL. And, and it, even if what great track record in the NFL, I think some of you guys would be fired up about it. But uh, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't sit here and rain on your parade. But uh, I wouldn't sit here and be fired up. So no. uh, I just I, I just don't the, the NFL there. track record to me is yeah. crazy, and I know I know it stings a little bit because a lot of this too is you know after winning against Tennessee and Clemson and the, the names that were out there, you're probably talking to your buddies, your Clemson fan buddies, and be like, yeah, we're gonna hire Kendall Browns, we're gonna hire this guy, and then you come back and like we're gonna hire double double we're gonna have a double Loggins, double Loggins, who? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, v, VJ does point out Loggins runs a lot of read option plays with an emphasis on play action and a rushing attack that relies on cut black lanes and ISO blocking plays. That's a college offense. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, but that, that's probably going to fit Luke Doty a lot more than Spencer Rattler. But uh, that's well, that's a college. If he, that's what he runs, great. That's not a pro. That's nothing. That's not read option. Is not a. Uh, very popular pro style, I mean, unless you have Justin Fields and God, everybody at the at the bar when watching the Bears, Phil, it's like he's going to get hurt soon. He's going to get hurt. It's unsustainable. Is it unsustainable? <laughs> this guy's like Michael Vick reincarnated. Like, eh, yeah, yeah. Is he hurt yet? Yeah, beef sandwich. <laughs> we, I, I after hanging out, uh, hanging out up here, and it's like Gamecock fans. I'll never say you guys are miserable again, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, got to be careful about making coaching decisions based on continuity. The Mark Rick era began to unravel when he kept Willie Martinez at DC. That's true. Uh, happy, happy, happy. He says, well, all the incredible madness available. When this guy pups up, looks like a weak choice to me personally. I understand that. I'm not expecting anybody to stand up and go, bravo. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah, nobody's on geez. the table. Yeah, just extolling the virtues of this guy. However, cautionarily, not every big name that we've heard thrown around was a willing or b available. You know, I mean, just because they're a big time offensive coordinator, a lot of the, I mean, a few of those guys might st- still be where they are next year. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the thing too. I, I'm with you there. It's it's not. Um, that's the thing. Uh, Stacy says, if he was a browse guy without the NFL history, how would we feel? 
interesting concept. I don't know. I don't think he's going to run Kendall Brown's offense, but that running game kind of sounds a little like Kendall's. Um, <laughs> 76 says he looks like Pat Oswald. 76, do you remember when he was the OC of the Bears? I, I wasn't following the Bears at that point in time. Let me know. And you got to send me your address because I got you, I got you something Bears related. And he says Pat Oswald's who he looks like. I don't know. I think, he's, I think Houston, that's a good one. Um, why does it seem like our richest alums are silent on the NIL front? Houston Texans owner. Well, he passed away, man. Yeah. McNair, CEO of United Airlines and Supreme Court Justices. Who is a, who's a Carolina gal in the Supreme Court girl or Supreme Court? Or are you talking South Carolina? Let me know, Sonder. Oh, no, no. Speaking of wealthy alum, South Carolina, University of South Carolina has 700 alums worth $50 million or more. I got that piece of information from a marketing company that did some work with USC at one point in time about uh, scholarships a long time ago. Uh, and so that was a long time ago. Um, Gamecock fans says, do you think Beamer talked to Browse about logins? No, I don't. Um, 8JM2 says, I will miss pouring it on Tennessee and beating Clemson if those things don't continue. I think Tennessee loses a lot of players next year. Um, Clemson comes to Columbia, so we'll see next year. I mean, we'll see what happens with the transfer portal, too, because I, I think Tennessee has such a good year that they're going to, you know, with that offense, they'll be a pretty attractive destination. Uh, plus, they got about $20 million in the collective they can spend across all sports. Um, you know, uh, going back, uh, Jay Potato Man's parking lot party. Well, it's just we all have, and it's bad. Even one season in friggin' high school would have been something to go on. Yeah, it's all we have. You're right, Jay Potato. Jay Potato Man's parking lot party. It's like Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. <laughs> Jay, Jay Potato Man's parking lot party show. Back up your ladies and drive the old ladies. Uh, could his offense have evolved because of his time with Browse? Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't. I think. Honestly, he's with Gase so much. He's probably probably Gase's offense he's running or something, or maybe his own. So um, it'll be a tiny man on tiny man action when Godwin tries to outscheme Loggins. I don't know how tall is. I don't know how tall he is. I know he's not that tall. Um, Jack Game Pop fan says, is he in Jacksonville for Gatorball at least to watch? Yeah, and I, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe he gets on staff, starts recruiting, and he calls it. I, you know, I'd love nothing more <laughs> than for that to happen and Carolina go beat Notre Dame, and you know, there's something to go on now. Yeah, and then it comes out and it's like, yeah, well, that's uh, that's your dose of uh, Dowell Loggins. Let's Dowell Loggins bowl. Hey, <laughs> dude, and here's what's gonna happen. Here, here's my prediction as to what's gonna happen. We're all sitting here. Acting like the Saturday as Sunday after sixty-three to seventeen in two thousand three, or the Tuesday after Clemson won their first national championship, or you know, name your horrible loss, the Florida light. We're all sitting here, and, and that's the feel. That's the vibe. Fast forward one year for now, we all got T-shirts with his face on it, and a little, a little, uh, a little four-leaf gamecock clover, like double Logan's ball. <laughs> Because the Gamecocks are in the playoff and everybody's heading to Phoenix or the Rose Bowl or wherever. And everybody's like, yeah. 
that's what's gonna happen, man. Because <laughs> it's it's just such a weird hire. It's like, well, you know, I know, I know. sometimes these things work out, you know. Um, and it's different. It's different than it's different than the Satterfield hire. Um, in a lot of ways. I mean, people have to keep in mind Satterfield came said he was like an NFL guy, and he'd only been up there for a year with the Panthers as the assistant offensive line coach. It's like, you know, I am the, I'm the, it's like going and being the assistant key grip in a movie and coming back and be like, like telling everybody back in the community theater, this is how De Niro does it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I brought him his coffee one time. He told me everything. All right. So we're going to, yeah. And then you try to tell the the community theater peeps that just do it for fun and for, you know, to get out mm-hmm. there in the community. And I've done some acting myself and I'm really proud of myself for doing it. And then you get there and he gets in her face. And he's like, this is how De Niro does it. Method. And they get, they're doing method acting and, and breathing exercises that don't work. I mean, that was the Satterfield era folks. That, that was it. You had a guy that yeah. got, a, got a taste. He got just a little taste. This isn't oh my God. summer stock. This is not- <laughs> this isn't summer stock. <laughs> and he comes back home and it's like, oh, Hollywood comes to, you know, you know, Buntville, Missouri or wherever, or Buntville, Kansas or whatever, you know. I'm going to tell you folks because I'm Hollywood now. Oh, yeah. Definitely Hollywood. So that was what that was like. This is more like Gary Busey. <laughs> no, Gary Busey's a pretty good actor. <laughs> Who is a who is a terrible uh, actor? Mute on that one. <laughs> who's a, who is an actor that's just bad in Hollywood? That's not very good, but he's in a lot of stuff, and people tend to like him. It's got to uh, be like one of these new, like uh, musicians that are starting to pop up in movies. Yeah, those like, guys, yeah, you something know. like that. It was like, man, this kid hasn't done anything yet. This guy, this guy's gotten a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? And then he's been at the highest levels, got the big time jobs, but hadn't always done it. You know, maybe he's like, I don't want to name a superstar because so many people like. But, you know, I, I never thought Keanu Reeves was a very good actor. In fact, I thought he was terrible. Yeah, Steven Seagal. Rick Young brings that up. Yeah, he's yeah. probably – this dude's a lot like Steven Seagal, you know, kind of big thing going. You know, he's got some some cult followers. And then he just comes back, you know, just comes back home and, and kind of is playing the local – Dwight Yoakam, Frank said. Dwight yes. Yoakam, yes. There you go, Frank. There you Yoakam, go, Frank. Yeah, man. Uh, Keanu – Jim says Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he can't – I don't think – look, when he did Shakespeare that – remember he did Shakespeare with, with Denzel that time? He's like, art thou, dude? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was the evil guy. And like, oh, those you know. Denzel Washington, masterful in it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh was in it, for God's sake. Emma Thompson. And here comes, oh, that's a good boy. <laughs> Bro. Now, that said, many of his films are among my favorite. Namely, right. Point Break. Exactly right. Point Break is one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, really. <laughs> of course, Patrick Swayze was a, uh, and, and all his other guys. But anyway, so uh, that's kind of what this is. So, so it's, it's a little different than Sat. Uh, when you talk about the NFL kind of deal, um, I think so. You got to kind of, uh, you know, to everybody's different. Like I said, all right, we're got it. We're overdue for a break. Jim says, "I am an FBI agent. <laughs> you you got a good job." And then yeah, Swayze comes back and he's all Swayze. Like yeah, 
He's like, you can't handle the cage, man. He's great. And, oh, look, uh, people, look, you got to get down, bro. He's not coming back. It's not anyway, back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's get uh, let's get a break. We'll be back. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843 699 1001 is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843 699 1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. J.C. Sherbert, Phil Molinax here with you. First hour, second hour of the show, rather. Man, this has been flying by here. Imagine that. <laughs> but brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax of the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at aburgesson, that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at remax.net for your commercial or investment real estate needs. Yes. And, and, you know, J.C., looking ahead to tomorrow, our uh, title sponsor, John Barber. Bigger news to come. Us. Bigger news Bigger to come. Bigger news to come. So. He will be in. I'm sure he'll have some stuff to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam Adam chimes in. He goes, had a friend's wife who moved back to South Carolina from Charlotte. And she acted like she was born and raised in Ballantyne. And was, I was looking like, aren't you from Inman? <laughs> hey, don't, don't knock Inman now, man. That's Spart <laughs> Spartanburg County, man. We got Lake Bowen up there. Uh, part of it. Part of it, most of it's at Bowling Springs, though. <laughs> Springs. Uh, Jim says, "Answer the phone, clown." That wasn't my. F I don't think that buzzing was on my end. No, so, that was me. That's my buzzing. Yeah, that's. A, yeah, I don't know what. Answer. I don't know what Dina says. Maybe it's clown. Maybe it's something we can't repeat. Maybe it's honey, sweetie. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean says Dowell will not be our next OC. Uh, hey, look, unequivocally, about three percent. I, I, I said there's a three percent chance, um, to uh, maybe you know, take another direction. And maybe, maybe, maybe it was you, you know, you, you read the room a little bit, you're like, man, not sure I can 
do this. You know, really, I, I don't have enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like a, to make this move. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you know when you forget you spent something and you like you go check out. You're like, I'm, I'm getting the thirty five hundred dollar TV, but you know you forgot you spent a thousand at the strip club the night before. And so you, you go and put your debit card in. And like, oh, no, that was oh shit! And you check in your balance. It's like, oh man, Eight, yeah. there, there's 16 ATM trips between the hours of one and two. <laughs> Seventy-five bones each. Wait a minute, no, you, I had to get it more. right in that sweet spot because yeah. you started at eleven, you end up yeah, in your daily yeah, max, yeah, and then it yeah. rolls on over into one o'clock, and it lets you do it again. <laughs> yeah. So so look, it's like. Um, I, I think that, you know, you, you hit your max and it's like, you know, I'm, I, I said 75. I meant, you know, you got to get it in multiples of 20. So I'm in 80, you know, and, you know, that's uh, it kept going on and on and on. So Ed says, dude, we'll end up being a prodigy OC and then we'll leave to go back to Arkansas. Yeah. And we'll have to get rid of all our double logins, locker gear yeah, and stuff. Right. You know, there's like, there is a marketing. I mean, dude, that guy's, you know, got a unique name. And a, and, a, and a kind of a unique look, uh, kind of like Pete Limbo, right? Unique name, unique look. Lim, limbo, <laughs> the law firms of Limbo Loggins and White would like to tell limbo, you. Limbo Loggins and White. Limbo That's Loggins. another thing. It, I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, Shane Beamer's hired three coordinators, right? Yeah. Two of them were good. <laughs> That's a, one of them is, I mean, freaking amazing. And then yeah. the other one is like, all right, you know, that guy from Western Kentucky is not bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's offense that he's replacing and he's replacing somebody who was a, you know, basically a trash can. And uh, we're, we just, I don't know. You know, here's the other thing, JC, we, we, we have a head coach here. If, if his name were Shane Smith, right. Mm. And he had the experience that Beamer does. <laughs> Do you, do you, what do you do there? What, what would the fan base say? It's like, if his name weren't Beamer, he has zero coordinator experience, zero head coaching experience. A lot. The Beamer you know, thing. And I don't think he, I don't think he's got the job because of his last name. I think, no, I don't either. I don't, either, I think his, I think it made it easier sell to people yeah. who are out there who, who would have been like, who? Yeah, we were celebrating uh, you know. this guy who had not done this before, right? Yeah, I mean, we were happy. It's like, yeah, wow, great, you know, because we remember Shane was here during the the heyday of Spurrier, you know, it was like, and he's a hell of a recruiter and all of this, and we're, we, you know, what? That's good enough to let's let's go. Yeah, let's get behind it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I know, and that's a. Uh, and that's the thing. It's just it's just one of those things. Dean says that he's putting it out in the universe. <laughs> What's it called? It's like that. Uh, uh, what's that? That philosophy called? The, 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 the manifesting. Yeah, manifesting. Manifesting. Yeah, there you go. Manifest it. Put it out in the universe. Uh, Clint says, "Hopefully, Shane is reading this room." Joey says, "Apparently, Shane was looking for Black Friday OCs." <laughs> That's funny because it's, it's not Arkansas, Missouri. Sometimes gets high score, but most of those games they play on Black Friday, like. Nebraska, Iowa, mm. not exactly juggernauts going up and down the field. Not on that day. Oh, Jim says Logan's offense will be called Footloose. 
The Footloose the offense. The Footloose offense. All right. Brought to we you got, by Dowell Luggins. We, we got some branding going on here. Frank chimes in and goes, happy hour with Loogie and Limbo. <laughs> Loogie, Loogie, Loogie. Chuck goes breaking 107.5 Beamer Presser at one, though. Uh, Jade Potato Man's parking lot party says, wonder what circumstances when the 97% not come to pass. Basically, Loggins pulls out. Nah, uh, it's not as far along as uh, contracts or anything like that. Uh, it's just, yeah, I think there would have to be a changing of the mind uh, on one end or the other. How does that sound? And I'm not saying that can't happen. I mean, you know, maybe there's another guy that uh, maybe, I don't know, speculating here that, that maybe, maybe a little bit ahead of him on the list that was seemed iffy to begin with. And then, you know, comes back around and goes, hey, I'd like the job. And, you know, he was up there. Uh, Rack the Jipper says, was Logan's always high on the list? We're going to take this because of many rejections. He's always high on the list. Um, uh, it'd be easier for me to sit here and say, well, shoot, nobody wants to go to South Carolina. So he worked his way down, had nobody else to hire. That's that's a little bit easier to explain. So hmm. uh, yeah. happy, happy. It says it kind of seems like Mark Satterfield in disguise. Your sir Beamer hadn't put on a wig and mask and sneaking him back in. <laughs> it'd be funny if uh, if we lived in a bizarro world where just anything could happen. You know, those dinosaur costumes the kids wear that kind of have the floppy, you know, they look there. Oh, the yeah, head like, is up top. They got the little they, fans in them. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, um, Beamer support. He was like, just, this is our new OC Dino. Uh, he was with, he dropped the thing. You know, he was with the Flintstones back in the, in the prehistoric era and, right. uh, yeah. nose pebbles and bam, bam. And it comes with their highest, highest, you know, level of recommendation. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jake says, is that a Lockport visor? I see there, JC. Yeah, I live near, near Lockport. I live, um, our kids go to Lockport High School. Uh, and I like the, the dude, the helmets. I, I may get a Lockport helmet one day and put it back there. They're friggin' sweet. Because they're, they're, they're the, the porters and they have like these anchors on either side. They don't look like Vandy or Navy. They're very, very unique. Won the state championship last year. I think they went 500 this year. So uh, it's a big, good school. It's a lot like – reminds me of Dorman uh, a little bit. But in Chicago, there's there's probably 25 Dormans <laughs> around mm-hmm. in the suburbs. Uh, Ryan says, is this Beamer installing his own offense and DL is his yes-man assistant? Nah. I mean, if you just look at football experience, Dowell Loggins has been four, five – he's got six years of play-calling experience. Um. And uh, so Beamer has none. So uh, I, 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 and he lets his coaches coach. It'll be his offense, but you know we'll see how it evolves. I mean, and, and shoot, I mean, and this, this is also troublesome because this was supposed to be you know win or lose against Notre Dame, a, a big off season where guys were coming back. The Incocks were in pretty good shape and lots of anticipation for next year. Instead, we're all going to have to dig for film on these wonderful four or five pro teams, uh, you know, (laughs) and rewatch. And even that one may not be it. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't think that's going to have any bearing on what we're going to see on the field here. Yeah. Look, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think this is, DLs is yes man assistant. Now, 
what will be positive about this is, you know, and I'm sure Shane Beamer being the head coach knows, you know, avoid the pitfalls of what made Satterfield not successful, you know, and do what made him successful the last two games. Uh, and that's kind of what was explained to me is that the, 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 the guts of the thing that were rotting the entire offense Mm-hmm. And and you know it, it's like it was like wearing clown shoes to a ballet for these guys. And it's like they didn't have the right shoes on, and they kept tripping over their shoes because it was like. And then they had to go change shoes. Imagine taking the clown shoes off, putting bowling shoes on, coming back on. Take your bowling yeah. shoes off, put some cleats back on, put some tennis shoes on. How about some trainers? Blah blah blah. You know Throwing that kind of stilettos. Yeah, that's how bad it was. They had more shoes than a Melda Marcos. Half half our audience doesn't even know the hell. No, nope, yeah, that's was. like who? Yeah, what are you, what are you talking about? The old man, old man, yeah. old, whatever, boomer. <laughs> I'm actually a Gen Xer and a proud one. That's right. I don't like to claim either one of those generations. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that was the problem. So I, I don't think uh, Dowell Loggins has more than a few pairs of shoes, right? Yeah, you got some boots. <laughs> Yeah. You got your, your your tennis shoes, and you got a couple of pairs of dress shoes, maybe some boat shoes, and that's it. Come, Mister Bigglesworth, get the trunk of magic shoes. Tr- <laughs> We're going to Lincoln. We bring all the pairs to Lincoln. <laughs> Shane Shane times an irritable dowel syndrome. That was a good one. Hold on, I was trying, I'm trying to find it again. Yeah, if things go south. Shane has already coined the phrase. <laughs> Are you suffering from irritable dowel syndrome? <laughs> oh, hurt me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, hurt me. We got to take our final break. Is the final? Are we the final break, Phil? This is it. This, this is, it. is it. And then we'll power it on home for the last twenty. Somebody mm-hmm. and somebody on the chat box put uh, Shane Beamer in the danger zone <laughs> with Loggins. Loggins. Loggins puts you in the danger zone. We'll be back after these messages. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. 
a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call. Talk about a sunroom addition to your home, 803-446-4662. And then, of course, the second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgess Entertainment Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at a Burgesson. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at Remax.net. These are going to be fun. I've seen a couple of these. It's like, yeah, HBC voice here. It pipes in. Well, Luke's shoot. <laughs> shoot. shoot. All right. Shoot. Come on, Luke's. <laughs> Jace uh, checks us. JC, in all serious, we can't pull a guy and John's from Duke and the ACC. This said enough. This is not if he's the if Loggins is the guy, right? And I say if. You know, it's not this this kind of has to work its way up the food chain, too, guys. And it's South Carolina. We all know that sometimes things get up the food chain and they ultimately get to the governing body, if you will. <laughs> and somehow, and you know, then sometimes things get stopped in their track. Most of the time, it, it, it's something that's overwhelmingly positive for the school and program that uh, gets shot down for whatever reason, right? Um, I, I think that uh, you know, in, in this situation, maybe it'd be reversed. I, I don't, I don't know, uh, but I, and it may not even get that far. But uh, uh, and look, some of these I've, I've read on the on the site, you know, because I put out yesterday, the players are excited about it. They like this guy, whatever. Um, I'm sorry, and, and I'm going to kind of defend that reporting there a little bit because it's like you, you get players excited by doing this, this, this is quiet. You don't understand. You're not nobody, me included. We're not qualified to say what the players inside that building need and don't need, right? Off the field, right? On the field, yeah. And because there's no proof of anything on the field, it's going to drive us all crazy. But as far as like talking about, well, they 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 you know they just get who they want. You have to understand it's a very sensitive time in college football, and I'm not saying that. Any hire, including this one, is made just because like the players sat around and you know started chanting, "We want logins, we want logins," right? And and that happened. That's not what happened. It's just a a guy they like, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, and and that wasn't. If this happens, it wouldn't have been Shane's number one motivation. Okay, so uh, um, so so, so just I, I just watch questioning that and, t- and talking that about the players. Another thing I heard is. Uh, they think this guy can help them flip Lenora Sellers. Uh, very confident about that, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I think just from a everybody chill out and give them a shot standpoint, uh, players returning would be helpful. <laughs> uh, flipping Lenora Sellers would be helpful. 
Uh, and he's probably going you know, to need to win the press conference for, for you guys to kind of just uh, give it a shot because uh, it's just hard after so many struggles on offense to, again, have this where you got to uh, – you know, I have no problem using my imagination, Phil, and, and I think that's pretty clear if you listen to the show. <laughs> but, man, oh, man, I don't want to sit here and have to imagine this for the next eight months because – most of the time you imagine something and it and, and the real life is different. Yeah, I know. And I, it is, I think it would settle everybody down a little bit if we were able to pull the Norris Sellers and, and Sellers is like, man, this is a great guy. We really need to get behind him. He's the reason that I switched from Syracuse. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. that's at least something tangible we can say, okay, whew, all right, everybody, just breathe. Breathe. And, <laughs> and, not- I, and I heard with what, uh, that Sellers would be a great fit, a match made in heaven with what he wants to do. So that sounds a little bit different than what Satterfield did. Um, all that good stuff. Um, you know, JC can, can't pull the guy Johns from Duke. I'm, Johns is a guy that's been in the mix, but uh, he, uh, yeah, I don't think Carolina's offered him. And it's, it's not like I said, it's not like all these people turned this thing down. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually do believe that this is the guy they've zeroed in on. Um, Clint says Stone Blanton's name is misspelled in his ad. Fat finger syndrome, dude, and having to type on a little keyboard underneath my mic. That's uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I got a friend from my I got a text from my dear friend Margot that pointed that out too. She's she's awesome at finding mistakes. Um, you know, Titan says this is where doom and gloom sets in. We take two steps forward and then five steps back as a fan base. I don't think you should take five steps back. Oh, as a fan base over a potential OC hire. Okay. Uh, I don't, I understand the feeling because it feels, it feels like, here we go again. I understand that, you know, myself included, uh, the only thing I said, I didn't even really have a favorite for the, for the job. Cause I think there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, yeah. I just said track record of success at the college level. And it, it could be D two. It could be, I mean, I didn't care. Just college, college, college. That was my emphasis. So imagine my surprise when I saw Dowell Loggins' resume. This dude's like, this dude's been coaching on Sundays for forever. Um, what could, but, but again, what, what could you give you hope was the recruiting part of it, something a lot of ex NFL guys don't want anything to do with. They get back. I mean, it's, it's as awkward as like, you know, a 50 year old dad you know, with jeans and or dad jeans on trying to do something, dance on TikTok. I don't know. Think of something extremely embarrassing uh, at times. And old NFL coaches that have been in it for a while coming back to college. Well, oh, yeah, go, go state you, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a, it's a fish out of water situation. The most of them quickly get back to the league. You know, give me the, give me the, Give me the Browns. I don't care. Just uh, give me the uh, – send me to, to the Panthers. I, I, I just anywhere. Get, get me out of here, man. Get me out. Uh, I got to do what? I got to do – check on their what? Their great what? Their grades? What? They got a class? Yeah, I got to get on the what? A plane and fly to a high school? It's cafeteria smell like square pizza and, and, and steak nuggets. An old butt sometimes. I got to go Especially, to their home. Where is their home? Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's a uh, school high, one of the most disgusting smelling places at times on earth is the high school cafeteria, especially when it's packed and it's summertime in the South. 
He's got to walk in there and, and give him a camp brochure. He's like, what the hell? Oh, God. What the hell's on that plate? My goodness. He's just he, going to the, going to like a place down the road in, uh, you know, uh, Chicago or, or Kansas City or someplace called Chachi Steakhouse after the practice every day. And he has two martinis and a ribeye. And he's like, oh, yeah, I coach for the Chiefs or the Bears or whatever. Now he's like old state U down in Mississippi and he's going into the high school lunchroom and handing off a camp brochure and smelling butt. <laughs> One million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Is it worth it to you? Yeah. J-Rock says, JC, you coming back home? Yes, at some point. Uh, South Carolina Sarah says, my great-great-grandmother was a Mullinax from York County. Oh. Maybe related. Maybe, maybe so. There's a lot of us around here. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> JC, can you hook up Rucker a deal? Saw he tweets the rent is due. <laughs> Tell him to hit up Carolina Rice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Rucker's on my list. Money's been pouring in. Um, Jafali says, I'd love to hear the Frank Martin debacle where we tried to fire him after 2020. Yeah, we'll get it, you know, that this offseason, Jafali. It's basically politics and politics that cause that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of fun. Bowel login log gains. <laughs> uh, Chuck, Chuck, uh, the current players' opinions of the OC get taken into consideration. They, they want somebody that fits them because you, you don't want to throw like a and I agree with this. Don't you don't throw a massive scheme change at Spencer Rattler right now. You know, he's finally thriving. Right? You don't you don't throw that. And I didn't think they would. I thought they'd, you know, with, with a lot of the guys that were looking at, like Kendall Browse, everybody thinks, well, you need a running quarterback because that's what they did at Arkansas. But Florida Atlantic, they threw it all over the place. I mean, that that was the beauty of that because it's very adaptable. And so that that is important, you know. I, I do. I think any coach sits down and goes, "Well, well Spencer, he you want to hire his offensive coordinator to call the ball plays." Now I've never heard that, and I don't. I don't think Shane did that either. Um, you know, uh, surely this old butt as opposed to new butt, JC. I don't know how to really get into old butt new butt. Um, like Old fresh baby butt. smell, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes not, sir. Uh, as we all know, um, maybe like butt, maybe like a like a meat thing, like pork. old meat thing, old pork butt. Is that what we're talking about here? I don't know. Recruiting as a tight end coach in this Kendall Kendall Browse system is not the same as trying to sell the vision of your own scheme with a product you have on tape. Is it pretty? I don't agree with that because most of the guys he's recruited are at his position, and Kendall uses the tight ends, but not a whole lot. Where's his Arkansas. college tape? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, that. I mean, look, I I'm not going to sit here and, and say and, and and tell you that he's not recruiting well because I don't I don't believe that for a minute. Uh, and the people I, that have told me he's a hell of a recruiter on in Fayetteville and Columbia, wherever, um, I believe. Because they they they're very honest about who is and who isn't good. So uh, I would not RB even if you're mad about the whole hire. That's fine. Uh, and I ask people to do this all the time. Don't knock things that don't need to be knocked. Okay. Don't you know? There's a set of facts, right? Some are bad facts. They're negative. You should not feel good about them. Some facts are good. Okay. 
and you have to you have to go now that may only make you 10% okay with the hire and i get it but but let's not sit here and and make excuses as to why he's not a good recruiter you see what i'm saying cuz he is and i know for a fact he is and he'll come in here and recruit uh right away and do and do a great job just like the rest of the staff i've really never had a problem with that uh surely this scoop is a joke it's not a joke it's not a joke i wish i, I wish i was joking <laughs> be a hell of a joke wouldn't it yeah, no yeah. i, I, oh I would have never put it out jolly if uh and it, it pained me almost to do it because i knew the reaction that would happen <laughs> um uh, Carolina fans are tired of watching NFL schemes of screens with watching the run. Yeah, I, I don't I, NFL schemes are very diverse and weird and strange. And you know, I, if if he comes in and tries to run the Adam Gase offense and just brings the playbook like Satterfield tried to just bring the playbook and then no, nah, it's never gonna work. It'll be a it'll be a disaster. Uh and I think at that point, you know, you you've 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 messed up a bunch if you're Beaver. Uh, but I don't think they're going to sit there and go, uh, you know, or, 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 I don't think they're going to allow that to happen. Because it was ob- obvious what was wrong. And you saw when they pulled the top off the, the pot, so to speak, what happened. Right? You saw what happened. The best two weeks in program history, folks. You know, people used to argue with me all the time about talent. Most champ didn't leave any talent. Uh, Beamer hadn't recruited any talent. Beamer just has to recruit. This is this is a seven year rebuild, and I kept saying, "No, it's not." Uh, here's the problem, and, and I do think this year's team had a lot more talent than last year's team. Uh, and and you saw what happened. I mean, Carolina looked like the greatest show on turf against Tennessee. Uh, and then you know, teams don't really sustain that week to week against, uh, especially against a defense as good as Clemson's. But in that Clemson game, your passing offense had to win the game. And for the first time ever in the Beamer era, the passing offense was able to win the game because yeah. they shut the rundown pretty good. Uh, and you need that. You need that. And so if they're just going to continue to do what they've been doing, no problem with that. Because, you know, the calls are the calls. It's it's the it's really getting your players to perfect it and execute it. And, and talent overcomes a lot of, of mistakes. Now, there are some things like decisions to pass on fourth and one from the, the foot yard line, uh, like throwing a, a, a freaking uh, halfback pass to a defensive tackle when you desperately need a touchdown at Tennessee at 20. Yes, there are going to be there. And, and that's the question you don't know. Um, you know, is this guy going to be creative? You know, because Lord knows Sat was creative. He just, uh, and, 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 you know, I, th- I think that he tried to almost be too creative, you know. And if you right. think about when they did strip it down, uh, then that allowed things like, oh, the pass out of the, the T formation on fourth and one, which was a beautiful design execution, you know. I mean, that was, wow. Yeah. Uh, Super creative. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, so when you're selective like that, you, you, you know, you can't eat too many cherries. Well, you can't put too many cherries on top of your cake. If you have nothing but cherries and no cake, it's not a very good cake. It's just cherries. Hey, hey, Phil. Hey, it's just cherries. It's just cherries. But I'm calling it cake. (laughs) It's not cake. It's it's just cherries on top. 
We gotta go pour a tall, cool Budweiser. <laughs> Clint says him being a recruiter doesn't offset the hire. I know it's just a positive part of it. Um, so set Beamer down to make him watch this show. <laughs> if Beamer on his, is on his way to Charlotte, is there a chance Will Healy is getting a look? His name was out there early. He's never, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think he's ever called plays. I think he'd be a great addition to the staff, folks. I mean, you know, you get Will Healy on staff. Let, let's say, uh, Jody Wright went back to the NFL, which, you know, he's got NFL experience or whatever. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but just for example, you brought maybe Healy in as assistant head coach, tight ends coach. He would be really good. Um, so I, man, you know, I, I think that would be good. But uh, I guess Beamer is recruiting. So happy I have It might be a seven-year rebuild now. Sorry on its face. It just didn't seem like a great hire for the future of South Carolina football. See, this is this is extreme Triple H. Yeah. This does not doom the pro. I mean, it, it's, it's hey, could it wreck the Beamer era? Yeah. Does it doom the program? And is it going to lean? You know, in here, seven-year rebuilds are caused by – by roster issues, not coaching issues. You know, Muschamp didn't have – he had certain positions for roster issues, but he had, he had coaching issues a lot, it ended, and more so injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how seven-year rebuilds happen. Um, I, I, I think it's it's just not true that, you know, bad coordinator hires can set a program back that bad. Uh, Joey G says, you're convincing me to give the guy a chance. I, At some point, I'm going to ask you guys to give him a chance. You know, I don't think today's the day for me to preach that sermon. No, no. no right now, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is not what we were expecting. What is yeah. going on? And it's perfectly yeah. happy to be questioning what's going on. But eventually, yeah. if this guy is named our offensive coordinator, we're going to have to get behind him. Yeah, and I'll say this. Uh, also, this pro-style offense just means too complicated for players who have a college schedule. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, a lot of teams are pro style and have great college offenses. Baylor's one of them. Uh, you know, you, you have uh, Alabama's offense is pro style. That looks like a lot of fun to play in, doesn't it? Alabama's offense, it's a pro style offense. It's just they take all the fun stuff, like that Re- Andy Reid and those guys run with RPOs, and then they just don't do anything else. <laughs> you know, it's right. like yeah. strip it down, strip it naked. Strip that thing naked and spike it. Okay. Maybe suddenly seven-year rebuilds exist anymore with the portal. You get a new staff year one. Blind Scroll says, trust the process. T- Jay Potato Man's parking lot party says, logins haven't called plays either. No need to use that as a criteria anymore. Oh, he hadn't called plays in college, and that was my criteria. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. Kenny, Lo- I mean, I'm going to start calling him Kenny Loggins. Good Lord. Kenny. Dowell Loggins. Uh, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> Kenny, uh, he's called as many college plays as, uh, in, in games as, um, as Will Healy. So you're right. Um, anyway, extreme well, hey, comedy Julie, on your Christmas tree cake. I got, uh, I picked up some of that ice cream yesterday. I'm going to try it today. I'll let y'all know how good it is. Sweet, <laughs> nice. sweet. I got to um, sit in the freezer now. <laughs> so yeah, Joey Jesus, Alabama's offense is in the portal. Um, Bama's is, uh, but they simplify it. That's, that's right, Austin. But, the, and that's the key here. I mean, you're, you know, that's not negotiable, right? 
in my opinion, there if, if it becomes like the Satterfield thing where you're grinding gears, that's not nego- that that's a that is a horrible sign. Now, you know, what I was told by people who were happy that there was a change was it's it's gonna be completely different from a teaching and, and you know all the all the things that gummed it up because uh, it was never about the actual place. There were too many of them. It was too confusing. All right, folks. Oh, one more thing about Craiger. Phil bought Lagendas ice cream. Lagendas. Dude, this is going to be fun. This uh, We're going to have so much fun with Like this. I said, we're, we're all going to be sitting here probably wearing Dowell Loggins t-shirts when we get in one year from now. We're all... We're all heading to the Sugar Bowl or whatever. Like, yeah, Dow, baby. Style Dow Logans. Get your pint. You. Uh, RB, I, I wouldn't worry about the recruiting competition. These guys can recruit. I mean, what do you think they said last year about Satterfield and the, the, the Gamecocks overcame that? I mean. Yeah, think about all the crap that was talked about Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I mean. I, came I don't, here, you know. I mean, these guys can recruit. Recruiting's fun. Recruiting's fine. So it'll be all right. Okay, guys, we're five minutes over. Give we got to get out of here. <laughs> give you a little bonus here today uh, for Phil Ball next, J.C. Sherbert. It's been the big 8-1 uh, uh, hope, faith episode. We'll see you tomorrow inside the Gamecocks show.